everyone talks about like the happy thing, but like you don't see those everyday moments unless you ask. And like a lot of people just don't ask. I think I've struggled with anxiety like for a lot of my life. If you want to be healthy, like you have to focus on yourself. The fact that my dads have to do the nighttime routine, dinner does not get cooked. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's just really hard to adjust to one day being pregnant, everything's about you, and then the next day you're either cut open or everything hurt and everyone's just worried about, oh my gosh, your baby's so cute, like, but nobody's like, what do you need? Hey, I'm Emily Jordan, and this is Emily Jordan Radio, my podcast, where I host interviews and solo episodes to motivate, inspire, educate, and entertain you. I'm a 20-something, hardcore empath, creative spirit, and women's personal trainer, and I'm really interested in the relationship between what we think of our bodies and how we show up in our lives. This podcast covers everything from physical health to personal development to just figuring out how to live happily and healthily. I write, record, edit, and produce every episode myself, and it means a lot to me that you're here listening. You can find more of my life and work on Instagram at double underscore Emily Jordan double underscore, or online at www.emilyjordan.me, or you can contact me directly at emily at emilyjordan.me. Thanks for being here, and let's get started with today's episode. Hello, friends. It is a cool fall, sunny Sunday here in Charleston, and I can't think of a better way to spend a few hours this afternoon than listening to and editing this special, fun, raw, informative, vulnerable episode with one of my best friends, Sam Morris, also known as Samantha Sherwood, because even though she's been married for like five years now, I still do not recognize her by her married name. So a couple of things before we get started, just to kind of set the scene for you here. We cover a lot in this episode. Um, Sam and I have known each other through college, marriage, entrepreneurship, and now her first child and new motherhood, but we haven't lived in the same place or even close to the same place in probably three or four years now. So what you're going to hear is a conversation between two best friends, but it's also very different than a typical best friend conversation in a lot of ways. My biggest takeaway from this conversation was how important it is to take time to truly catch up, show up, and listen to your friends, your family, the important people in your life. Have these conversations, ask these questions, go there with people, even if it's awkward and uncomfortable, because I think the only way to ease that awkwardness and make vulnerability less vulnerable and less scary is to practice it. So what you're going to hear in this episode is a really vulnerable conversation from both sides um, about new momhood. Also, again, from both sides of the equation, how do we as friends of new moms navigate this new friendship? How do new moms do mom life? What do they need? What are they missing? What are they struggling with? We talk about miscarriage. We talk about postpartum anxiety and also just anxiety in general. You're going to hear the best laugh you've ever heard in your whole life because Sam's laugh is so contagious and genuine, and I think that that's so metaphorical for her energy because while we do tackle some heavy stuff, I have no doubt that it's all going to feel just really normal and natural and real to hear about because that's just the kind of vibes that Sam puts off when you're with her, either in person or via podcast. I did also break this episode up into two parts just for easier listening and to let you digest it in pieces. So in part two of this episode, we talk about Sam's career path, what she planned on doing and what she ended up doing, which is, spoiler alert, running her own business with her husband. And so we talk about what that's like and she even lets us in on some of her new projects and their new pursuits. Overall, I'm just super excited for you to hear this conversation because honestly... 
most of the things we talk about are things I cannot identify with. Um, you're going to hear more about this in our chat, but Sam has dealt with and still deals with things that I've never had to deal with. And I'm really happy to have a guest and a friend, but just a guest here to share a different perspective and a whole set of experiences and feelings that I know will resonate with so many different types of women. This is not just an episode about motherhood or business. This is an episode that I know 100% every woman listening will at some point say, me too, that's me. There is some piece somewhere here that's going to resonate with you. And that's why I'm so excited to share this and just so happy that Sam was willing to come and chat and share the things that she did. All right, Sam, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, I'm so glad to be here. Have you ever been on a podcast before? I haven't. This is my first time, and I'm really excited, but I'm kind of nervous. What? Are you nervous about, like, sharing stuff, or are you nervous about, like, I'm going to suck at answering questions? Um, a little bit of both. I'm not, I don't know, like, I'm not, I'm not, like, scared about it, but I think I'm just, like, oh my gosh, like, this normal conversation because like this is like the way that we talk to each other you mm -hmm. know and like not that it's like weird or anything but like everyone else is gonna be like hearing our personal phone right <laughs> right and I think I'm kind of it's not like nervous but like it's a different feeling because I don't I don't know I guess I have interviewed people I know but you're probably like the closest person to me that I've ever interviewed yeah and yeah. Like, I'm sure I'll say something like this in the intro, too, but, like, I guess some of this stuff's kind of sensitive, or just, like, it's not stuff that we've even, like, really talked about either, so. Yeah, you're right, and it's, like, it's honestly not really stuff that I've talked, like, not that I have, like, hidden it right, from anybody, right. but it's just not, it's not that, like, common conversation of, like, you know, like, we're having a sleepover, and, like, we just dive into that, right. like, it's, you know, we don't get into this kind of stuff over lunch, but. Know? And maybe we'll get into this too, but like how even good stuff, like having a baby is a great thing, but even the like hard, nasty shit that comes with that whole process, like how do you want people to ask about it? Like, do you want to talk about it or like how should people approach that area? Because it's, I think it's kind of weird from both sides. Like, what are we supposed to do as your friends? Like, are we supposed to ask about it or are you like, please don't say anything. I don't, I'm not ready to talk about it. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's honestly different for everybody. Like, I personally, like, at this point in my life, my whole, I mean, it's sad to say this, but, like, pretty much my whole life revolved around my kid. Yeah. Because, like, she's still so young, and, like, she needs so much from me, mm -hmm. you know? And it's just, like, at this point, yes, like, ask all the questions, you know? Like, and I love talking about it because, like, it is my life right yeah. now you know like yeah. that's what I'm doing every day like walking through this season of life like you know and it's a lot of it's kind of I don't want to sound like sad but no. like a lot of it is like on my own yeah you know because like well yeah you know, we'll get into this later but like a lot of my friends don't have kids you know yeah. so it is like a different phase for me than a lot of the people that I'm really close to. Mm -hmm. Do you though, like sometimes, and maybe this is just me projecting. Cause I'm that type of person. That's like always thinking for other people. Like, I wonder how they feel in this situation, but are you ever like also kind of annoyed that everything's about your kid? Like, are you like, can we just be normal again and like talk about regular stuff? Or are you like over that now? I feel like I'm kind of like, it comes in waves kind of mm -hmm. like some days I'm like, Oh, like I wish like, not I wish things could go back yeah, to what they were, but, yeah. like, I wish, like, I had more of my own identity, you know? Yeah. But, I don't know, like, I feel, I feel like it really just depends what month of, like, having a kid or what year of having a kid you're in, mm -hmm. you know? Like, because I feel like it's just so new still, like, she's only 16 months old, so, like, a lot of everything really does still revolve around her. And at this point, like, I'm still okay with that. Yeah. You know, but, I mean, I definitely have days and, you know, just, like, times where I'm just burnt out. You know, yeah. like, I mean, any normal person just gets to that point of, like, 
I just need a minute or an hour or I need a pedicure or I need to get my hair done, you know, just to like feel like a human again. But I feel like a lot of that is more common the younger the kid is too because like, they're so the older needy. they get, the less they need from yeah. you. you yeah. know? But in terms of like also talking about it, like I think from my side, sometimes I'm like, I want to just ask about Sam, but now Sam's a mom. So I, but I also want to be involved in your kid's life and like care about her and like keep up. Like I want to know like what's going on too, but then there's a weird balance between I want to be involved in your kid's life and like keep up with that because I know that is the forefront of your life, but also. Like, we were friends before you had a kid, so, like, can we just do friend stuff? But then I don't want you to feel torn between being Sam who doesn't have a baby and Sam who does have a baby because now you're always Sam who has a baby, right? Yeah, yeah, and I get that. And I think a lot of it has to do with the person. But, like, for me, I want people to, like, treat me the same way that they did, like, before I had. All right, boop. Time out. Just a warning, and this will probably happen a couple more times throughout this episode, so just beware if it starts sounding choppy. At this point in the episode, we had either a baby emergency or a husband emergency. So you will hear us stop the conversation and then kind of re-pick it back up. And I did my best to edit this to make it flow as seamlessly as possible. However, life happens. So full transparency, that's what's going on here. Sorry for the choppiness of the conversation, but it was too good to, to stop and restart. So enjoy, and let's get back to what we were talking talking about I mean you were well you were just saying you you want people to treat you the same as before you had a kid but I think I was saying from my side and I'm sure you understand this because you watched your friends and your cousins have kids too but like from the other side it's like well I don't really know how to do that because now things are different and not in a bad way but like I struggle with that too like I want to treat you the same way but I also want to celebrate that you're a mom and you have a kid but I don't want you to feel like, well, damn, now our friendship is different because I'm a mom. So what do we do? Yeah, and, like, I completely get that because, like, now I see it from both sides, you know? Like, because, honestly, I didn't really have any close friends besides my cousin um, to have kids before me. But I remember whenever Callie, our mutual friend, had, um, had her daughter and, like, both of us, I feel like we had conversations about this because, like, we didn't really know how... Like, we don't want to overstep. Yeah. Okay, wait. So, pause. How old were you when you had Parker, who is your only child right now? Um, I was 25, but I turned 26 just, like, two months later. So, closer to 26, I guess. But, anyway, I don't... I think it's just different because before you have kids, like, you don't know how to handle it. And I think that's why I've given, like literally every single one of my friends so much like grace almost right. is because they don't get it you know yeah and, like I can't expect them to get it because you like I didn't get it before yeah. I had Parker you know and it's just it's a whole different world it honestly is and I know some people like rock it and like mom life is a hundred percent for them but like I feel like for most people, it's really hard. Like, it's a huge adjustment, and, like, your friends don't know how to handle it. You don't know how to handle it. You just want – I mean, in those early days, you want those moments back almost in a way. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just really hard to adjust to – one day being pregnant everything's about you everybody's making sure you have a seat on the bus you know type (laughs) thing and then the next day you're either cut open or everything hurts yeah and everyone's just worried about oh my gosh your baby's so cute like oh my gosh how big are they like how much do they weigh what you know like how much hair do they have but nobody's like what do you need, you know? And it's like, you can't expect people to know that when they've not, when they haven't been through it. So then is there something you can tell people to help, not help them get it because we're not going to get it. We don't have kids, but what would you say to them? Like, stop asking about my kid or ask about me more or just treat me normally. Or like, how do we bridge that gap? I guess. Honestly, I think it's different for everybody, but I think my best advice would be, 
to show up one way or another. Like, if you can't be there in person, send something. Or even just send a card. Like, just something that, like, makes you feel connected almost. Like, connected to the outside world. Because, like, those first few weeks or months are just, like, you're literally Mm -hmm. in a bubble of exhaustion and learning all these new things and, like, keeping another human alive. Like, Mm -hmm. if anyone has ever gotten a puppy, multiply that by, like, a (laughs) hundred. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's just all really overwhelming. And I think just showing up and being there for your friends is the biggest thing. Like, whether you just come and sit and hold their baby and watch TV or... yeah you know, come do the dishes, like, just do everyday things just to take a little bit off of your friend, Mm -hmm. you know, like, that just, it makes a huge difference, it really does. Mm -hmm. It, like, kind of makes me, not sad, like, oh, I'm a shit friend, because I wasn't, like, physically there, but, like, it just makes me think about, I don't know. I don't like to think of my friends in those situations. And I'm just like, damn, like you see your friend have a baby and you're like, that's so exciting. I'm so happy for them. Like, that's awesome. Her life is like going the way she wanted, you know, like she's got a family and she's got a house and like everything's great. And you don't think about like the fact that, no, I'm actually sitting by myself in the house while my husband goes to work with a baby that I don't know what to do with all day. And it's really scary. But really, you know? and, that's, and honestly, that comes back to instagram versus reality yeah yeah. you know because everyone talks about like oh the happy things like we bought a house oh my gosh we're pregnant oh my gosh my baby was born like oh look one month old oh look four months old you Mm -hmm. know but like you don't see those everyday moments unless you ask yeah and like a lot of people just don't ask you know and i think it's do, super uncomfortable like and it is yeah. it is but honestly i think it's more uncomfortable for everybody to say oh like how are you doing yeah and the mom says oh great and like right they're not great they're yeah. not fucking great yeah yeah <laughs> like they're tired they're hungry mm-hmm. they want to go to sleep they want to you know and it's just and it really just depends like what stage of like parenthood sure. you're into because like at this point like parker goes to bed at seven like everything's like happy and yeah. good like yeah. we get our alone time i get to watch tv like everything's completely different now but yeah. like if you would have told me that when she was four months old, I would have been like, screw you. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. This sucks. Just, I think that first year is just really hard. And like the best thing to do is just be there for them. Like whether you can be there in person or not. Like, and a lot of my friends are not close mm-hmm. by, you know, yeah. like everybody lives away. And that's like one of the major downfalls of moving away for college, you know, because like I left a lot of really close friends behind not necessarily behind but like you know they're not close enough to just Mm -hmm. come hang out and like hold the baby yeah you know it's just it's a thing and thankfully I've had quite a few friends that have like made the effort to come visit which is huge like so big because I know it takes so much effort to like travel out of town like it just means a lot when people you know, go out of their way like that. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, even if this question brings up other stuff, that's fine too. You can segue into whatever you want. But if okay. you, if none of your friends had kids and you were, I say only 25, only just because, you know, like, I think like you said, if, if you are at a place where you're ready to have kids and you see people having kids, you're like, it doesn't matter how old they are. But if you see people having kids... When you're not ready to have kids, you're like, they're already having kids. Yeah, and I felt the same way before I was, like, ready. Right. So then how, like, that's the question. How did you know you were ready? Or, like, is there a feeling? Or, like, obviously there's a discussion because you can't just do it by yourself. But, like, is that, like, (laughs) did you all talk about it for, like, a year? Because I don't even really remember you... I don't remember, and not like, oh, you never told me, but I don't remember it coming up with us, like you saying, oh, we're trying. Like, literally the first I heard of it, you told me you were pregnant, and then things unfolded after that. But, like, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> well, so uh, about, I guess, how many months was that? I guess, like, seven or eight months before I got pregnant with Parker, I had a miscarriage, and that 
like completely out of the blue. Like we were not trying whatsoever. Right. It just like it just happened. Like I got pregnant and we were like, holy shit. And we were just like kind of shocked, like in shock at first. But we got on board, you know, and yeah. we were really excited. And I remember it was around Easter. Mm-hmm. And I just remember things just like didn't feel right. Like, I don't know. It was weird. Like, I just had like a gut feeling that like something wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And like, I never really got like super attached, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm really like, I'm a realist in a lot of things. And like, if I feel off about something, like, I'm gonna kind of be reserved I guess yeah and so I ended up having a miscarriage a couple days before Easter um and of course that was like its own like devastation I guess I don't know like it's almost like you just don't know how to feel Mm -hmm. but like you you wonder what could have been and like you were excited and you told your parents and then it's just like gone you know and I feel like some days I handled it better than others. Not that it was, like, a huge, like... I mean, it was really sad, but it wasn't... It didn't, like, derail my life yeah. kind of thing. Because I wasn't... Like, actively like, trying for... Yeah, yeah, and I feel like if I was, or, like, if I was having, like, infertility, it, like, problems mm-hmm. prior to that, like, I think it would have been a harder blow. But I think the worst of it was... Anthony and I just didn't really know how to handle the whole situation. And, like, we went to the hospital, and they were just kind of like, you just have to let it happen type thing. And we were just like, what? Like, what do you mean? Like, doctors are supposed to fix you, you know? But nobody prepares you for that, you know? Like, we were literally blindsided. Mm -hmm. And because, I mean, I feel like in recent years, like, people are really starting to talk about miscarriage more. But... It's another thing that, like, you can't understand it until you go through it, and it's a club that you don't want anybody you love to be a part of. Okay, yeah. So that brings up, like, two things for me, though. One is, like, well, I don't understand why it's, like, a big deal to talk about. I think, I don't know. I mean, I've obviously had a lot of time to, like, stew on it, like, you know, before... I don't know. It's a it's a hard situation because like for me, I like obviously was really hurt for a little while, mm-hmm. but I think I'm just a type of person that is like kind of okay, like dust yourself off yeah. and let's let's move forward. Yeah, you're definitely a but lot less emotional. Yeah, not everybody's than me. like that. Yeah. You know, there's Well and there's yeah, a lot and I'm not saying like it hard. Yeah, I'm not saying like why did why didn't you talk about it? I'm saying like as a whole society like why is a miscarriage so hush hush because it's not I mean most of the time sometimes it could be but it's not usually a sign of you doing something wrong or like you being a bad person or like I just can't understand why it's so hush hush that's just odd to me so that was one thing yeah and I think it has I think that has a lot to do with why it is starting to be so talked about right because like our parents generation I think there was a lot more religion, you know, like strict religion yeah, in yeah. that time period. And I think their parents were very like you, um, you're seen and not heard type yeah. personality. Yeah, you and know? they just and like so I think weren't. they just grew up like that, yeah. you know. They like, definitely they did not. Yeah, yeah, they didn't grow up as like Sherry as we did. <laughs> right, right, and I think that's a really good thing that's happening now like people are really starting to like make light of it and you know that's the way that like there's so much unexplained stuff in infertility and I think the only way that we're gonna get people to start researching more and stuff like that is by talking about it yeah and then the second thing that I can't think of like a sensitive way to phrase this question or thought but I you know, know that you're not going to offend me. <laughs> no, no, I'm not worried about offending you. I'm worried about like pe- trolls that <laughs> say like, people. well, yeah. And I mean, somewhat you too. Like, yeah, I do worry about hurting your feelings. But like we just said, you're not nearly as like emotional as most girls right. or especially me. And I but, feel like that's kind of where you and I like connect a lot. Yeah. Because we're both kind of like that. Yeah. 
Uh, oh no, I think I'm like super sensitive. <laughs> Wait, really? Well, I like I I well your whole <laughs> you're able to like all right dust yourself off like Michael would like lol in my face if I said I was gonna like pick myself up and dust myself off he'd be like oh, I'm, I'm not like saying that no no I just mean I think <laughs> you're like, I think it's a strength of yours that you are able to like I think you've faced hardships which we'll talk about later too but like I think okay. you've gone through stuff that's made you just be like I don't have time for this shit you know and yeah. I really think that's a mom quality too like I think as soon as you become a mom literally all of y'all develop this thing that's like nothing is more important than me being there for this thing and so I don't care what it's it takes true. you know yeah, like it's true. yeah so I think you have that yeah. that I don't have yet or you know wh- you I hope I get it one day <laughs> but anyway like I didn't think I like honestly I didn't even know if I wanted kids you know yeah. because like I love I love my yeah selfishness I well guess. it's not even that but like I think about that too I'm like okay I always said I wanted kids but now that it's a real thing I'm like I don't know I pretty much love my life and my freedom and like everything that I have but also like I don't expect to be 27 forever you know like okay but <laughs> yeah kind of related to that too in terms of things nobody talks about but like we should be talking about but sometimes it's hard to start the conversation and like how do we bring up weird stuff so anyway after Parker struggled with postpartum anxiety right yeah I did so one or still do I guess okay yeah so we need to talk about that because I'm not familiar with it at all so we'll dive into like that but on the surface it's still like miscarriage, something people are not talking about. And then every time they talk about it, they have to say, I know people don't talk about this much, but so how are we, how is anybody supposed to start the conversation? People who have it or people on the outside who know moms that are struggling with stuff, like what are we supposed to do? Honestly, I don't even know how to answer that question because like I'm still trying to figure it out for myself. Like I've been, you know, like dealing dealing with it for 16 months now but I don't think I even knew that I was like struggling until after I weaned from breastfeeding which was around eight or nine months Mm -hmm. and like it just all of a sudden got a lot worse or maybe I just like got a lot more clarity at that point I don't really know but you know the last few days I've kind of been thinking on this and like I think I've struggled with anxiety like a lot of my life but I've actually just like dealt with it type thing right and I know we haven't talked about this on here yet but I have hearing aids and I wear them in both ears and mm-hmm. I think that has a lot to do with it as far as like yeah me always being worried about like oh did I miss what that person said or Right. You know, especially especially in school. Like, oh my gosh, like, they're going to call on me and I'm not yeah. going to know what they're talking about. Like, and I know that's probably a common thing or maybe, I don't know, like, maybe a common thing for, like, normal hearing people to, like, stress about because, like, people just mm, don't pay attention. I don't think to the stuff. extent, but yeah. Right. And it's like, I'm not, I can't just sit there and, like, hear things in the background. Right. Like, that just doesn't work for me. Right. So, like, if I'm going to know what's going on, I have to actively be paying attention. Well, and that's I what think, I was going to say earlier about when you, like, why you have the ability to just be, like, pull yourself up and, like, get it together, not just because you're a mom, but because you have been a minority in the population and, for lack of a better word, like, impaired your whole life. You know, true. like. I mean, you've had to deal with stuff, so right. there's that. Right, and I that. think, my, like, my whole life, I've really made a huge point to, like, not be singled out, you know? Like, I want to, I've always wanted to just blend in. I don't want people to, you know, give me special treatment just because I have hearing disability or yeah. whatever the case may be. But I think in recent years, like, I think it's, started to affect me in a different way like now that I'm living in a town where like I don't really know a ton of people like I do but I don't really have any like really close friends besides my cousin you know and it's just like meeting people is hard and especially running a business and like being the face of that business is hard and it's just I think it was just 
all of that plus becoming a new mom, worrying about tripping over something and <laughs> slamming my kid on the ground. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. that's like one of my biggest fears. Like I don't know if that's like um, a normal that is... thing for moms to like worry about, but like I remember I was thinking about this last night actually. <clears throat> I remember from like the first week we brought her home, I was like holy shit, I'm going to trip over something and we're all going to die. <laughs> That's because you twisted your ankle about 17 times in college. <laughs> Maybe so. So I'm like used to falling. Remnants. I just can't fall while I'm holding her. I don't know. Right. So aside from worrying about tripping on something 24-7, what were like <laughs> warning signs or like symptoms? I don't know the word. Like why? what made you be like, I think there's something more going on than me just being like nervous or worried? I think it had a lot to do with her sleeping habits, honestly. Like, she was just a shitty sleeper from the beginning. Like, it was so bad. I was a new mom. Like, I didn't realize that, like, like I knew, like, people had said, like, oh, babies thrive on a schedule. But, like, as a human, I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> and I think so much of it just stems from that, like, she would wake up in the middle of the night and, like, my whole body would, like, spaz because, like, I heard her crying. Like, it was just really weird the way that it all played out. And I think it was just, like, a big buildup to, like, oh, shit, this isn't normal. Something's wrong. Like, I'm stressed all the time. Like, I don't think it's supposed to be this way. Yeah. You know, did Anthony notice stuff? Was he like, Yeah, you're kind of acting funny, or were you like, Hey, I think something's wrong? And he was like, All right, I'll go along with it, or what? Um, I think he probably noticed it more than I did, but at the same time, he probably was like, I mean, we're learning. How I to mean, be yeah, like, like she's trying to figure it out, like, because I was, I mean, I didn't go back to work after I had her, so I was the one, like, it. Technically, I mean, this sounds bad, but, like, it was my job yeah. to, like, be there for her in the middle of the night. Like, Anthony had to wake up for work. Like, I didn't expect him to yeah. wake up in the middle of the night, too. Yeah. You know, like, that's a lot. Right. And it's just, I think it was just overwhelming for both of us to where we didn't focus on ourselves until later down the road but how do you know like what to chalk up to like i'm a new mom and this is stressful or this is actually like a thing like because i feel like okay you can go to your doctor and be like she's not sleeping and i'm really nervous and they're gonna be like welcome to parenthood so like how do you say or express or like decide that it's worse than that i don't think there's really a right or wrong answer for that but for me it was like okay, at this point, she's sleeping all night. Okay, let's check that box off. Okay, mm -hmm. and then, um, like, things are good. Like, my relationship is good with my husband. Let's check that box off. Like, there was just, like, kind of a list of things that I was like, what is triggering these feelings, I guess? Mm -hmm. And, like, I just couldn't really pinpoint anything. Like, things were good at that point. Like, I didn't start thinking about oh well maybe I'm struggling until after I started sleeping all night because like while I wasn't sleeping all night like things were very gray like <laughs> life life was just like kind of blurry at that point yeah. like you're just trying to like make it to the next nap so then like what if everything was quote unquote fine your baby's good your husband's good you're sleeping like what was still happening to make you think you like something was up I think it was just like I wasn't like I was noticing that I wasn't the same as I was before I had her like I was just not that like happy go lucky person all the time and I think it was just like I was just stressed like for no reason almost yeah. and I mean a lot of it had to do with like I run a business out of the house and like that's yeah. hard yeah. adding that on top of like being a new mom but like I really did give myself time with that like we were I guess quote unquote close for 
I don't even know, probably, like, five months after she was born. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I, like, threw myself back into it. Yeah. And it was just, like, I just didn't feel right, I guess. I don't really know any other way to explain it. That's good enough. I just, like, I'm curious, and then, like, I'm sure other people would be, like, or even if they might be struggling with it, too, like, it's, like, what are the signs? Like, how do I know? Yeah. I think having, like a good support group is like a really big thing and like I've never really been the type of person that has like online friends or anything like that yeah but something that's been huge for me in the support department has been like I found a Facebook group of other moms that had babies due the same month that I did Uh. and like whenever we first became that group we were all like I don't know, under 12 weeks pregnant. So, like, we went through so much together. Yeah. And I think that had a big, like, role in me understanding my feelings because, like, we talk about so much in that group and, like, other moms were experiencing the anxiety or the depression or whatever it was. And so, like, it kind of made me look at my feelings on, like, a deeper level, I guess. Yeah. And so... Like, they've just been, like, they've been kind of, like, a constant throughout, like, this whole, like, pregnancy journey and, like, becoming a mom journey. And, like, some of the people, um, it's not their first kid. So, like, they have, I don't know, like, more wisdom, I guess, to share and, like, help us out when we're, like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I can imagine, like, with anything, like, but, you know, Amplified times 11 because it's a human life, but, like having never done something and then not being able to ask anybody how to do it is like the most annoying, terrifying, frustrating experience. Like even for something simple, you can ask your mom, right? but like things are so different from this day and age than they were when she was raising you or us or whatever, you know? And it's just like, just to have that like extra support where you don't like, actually like have to meet up and like have the effort of like getting dressed exactly. and like doing your hair yeah you know? like you can just yeah. ask a question and get an answer yeah so what does that process look like after you feel like something's wrong like do you go to your like person that birthed your baby what are those people the the ob like do you go to that doctor <laughs> and i'm like who was that doctor do you go to that doctor and say, hey, sis, I think something's up? Do you go to, like, a counselor? Like, are you on medicine? Like, what does that look like? I think, for me, I kind of stewed on it, like, a little too long. And I, like, I'm just not really one to, like, I'm not anti-medicine. But, like, for me, I think I just try to find alternate mm-hmm. solutions before I'm going to result to that yeah you know like I want that to be like my last option I guess just because you just don't know what I feel like things like that just haven't been tested long enough to really truly know the side effects you know and like I'm not like super educated in like medicine or like vaccines or anything like that like I just don't know but like I just don't feel a thousand percent comfortable just immediately going to that well and like if you've never taken them before then it's like right I figured it out at one point like what can I do this time right and like I don't take any other medicine like daily like that's just I just don't have anything to take Mm -hmm. and I just I don't know I think I probably should have been a little bit more serious about it earlier on maybe I don't know. See, it's just a hard situation. Like, I'm still kind of walking through it, and, like, I don't... Like, I'm not on medicine still. And, but like, did you go see a doc? Like, I mean, did, I did. you self-diagnose, went, or did you go see somebody, I or... Went to, I went to my OB, and I kind of... I had my, um... I guess... I don't remember what month checkup or whatever, yeah. but I had, a, like, a scheduled checkup, mm-hmm. and I brought it up when I was there, and she did prescribe me, um... I don't even know what it was, but I do remember her saying it was, like, a low-dose SSRI, Um, but I didn't end up picking it up from the pharmacy just because I wanted to try something else first. Yeah. Um, And that's been working 
moderately, I guess I could say. Like, it's not, like, fixing the problem, but I think it's better than it was. Are you open to sharing um, what you're trying or no? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just CBD oil. It's, like, from a dropper. Yeah. And I've been taking that, um, I want to say, since probably, like, May or something. And it's, like, then it comes down to what if I feel a lot better when I'm taking right. it, but I don't know because I won't give it a chance. Yeah. You know, and, I like, that's kind of where I'm at at this point. It's, like, I think, like, how I said earlier, like, with my hearing and stuff, like, I think I've struggled with anxiety for a long time, and I just haven't accepted it or... Right. Like, I I haven't been to a doctor, like, telling me all of this or anything. I'm just kind of, like, having this, like, mental awareness moment, I guess. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I'm kind of at the point where I'm, like, I wonder if... I need to just get it, give it a shot and see what happens. Like, I just, there's just so many un- unknowns that I'm just, I, I'm just unsure. Yeah. You know, like, I can't make up my mind about it. Do you know of, or, like, have you seen in your Facebook group, like, any alternative, uh, like, methods for dealing with it besides taking CBD? Like, do other women do stuff besides medication? Some people have talked about just, like, going to therapy and just, like, talking to somebody, mm-hmm. you know? But, like, I don't really know if that's right for me, yeah. you know? Like, it's, it's just different for everybody. Like, yeah, what works for somebody might not work for somebody else. And a lot of people have, like, really good success with taking medicine, sure. you know? Yeah. And it's just, yeah. I think it's just, I don't know, it's just something that I've, like, internally <laughs> struggled with for a few months, and I don't... I'm not really sure where I'm going to end up. No, like, and I think, like, you're on your the own medicine, timeline. Like, go back to the doctor, talk to somebody. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Yeah. But I think that's, like, totally fair and, like, nice to hear, too, because it's not like you, anybody, quote, knows how to deal with stuff, you know? Like, you figure it out as it happens to you, and you do what you feel in the moment, and you count on your partner and your husband or whoever to say... No, yeah. I think we need to take this seriously, you know? So, if, right. it's, if it's not at that point, then... Yeah, and I kind of think at this point, like, it's more so me and less postpartum, you know? Right. Because, like, I'm getting so much more into, like, this is my normal life, yeah. you know? Like, things are, like, really leveling out, and, like, this is our family now, yeah. and, like, it's not so much, like, oh, shit, I'm a newborn, yeah. you know? So, I think it's more... Like, I focused more on, like, the things that I've struggled with pre-baby, yeah. you know, and, like, trying to kind of, like, piece it together. And I know it would probably be a lot faster of a process if I would, like, just talk to a professional, but that's just me. And I'm, well, I also think, like... <laughs> slow with things, I guess. <laughs> that, and I'm sure that it's been a really long time... Because even though Parker's, quote-unquote, only 16 months, I can't believe she's that old, but even though she's only 16 months, like, you were pregnant for nine months, so it's really been, like, whatever nine plus 16 is, like, over two years. <laughs> you know Like, oh, God, no. Um, but it's been, like, over two years since you've, like, probably mentally felt able to just think about you. Right. So right. I think and it's, like, like that adjustment, like really too. And, leveling out at this point, I yeah. think. Like, I'm starting to, like, be myself more than I have been in the last however many months. Okay, so then, I don't know, you keep keep mentioning Sawmill, so let's talk about Sawmill. Um, You casually started a business and, like, became very successful. I mean... By my by my definition, success. <laughs> I think success is like it worked and it worked. You know, like you started a business yeah. from your own freaking house. You guys like have a shed in the backyard and everything. So, yeah, whatever. You run a business. That's insane. Um, tell us about Sawmill. How did it start? Why did it start? What is it? Um, it actually started in let me think, twenty seventeen. Um, it was almost a year after we got married and I was working for, uh, a marketing firm in Lafayette. Um, uh, but I had a lot of like, I don't want to say downtime, but like time to just like do research on stuff. And I found this girl in 
Pittsburgh or is that right? It was somewhere in Pennsylvania. And she did, she had a laser cutting business and she was doing like laser cut logos, like party decor, like all kinds of stuff like that. Uh And for some reason I was just like super drawn to it. And I was like, okay, we got to figure out how we're going to do something similar to this. Like, it's just so cool. And I just, I need to do something hands-on. Like, I'm working on a computer all day long, and I just need to, like, get some sawdust in my hair and, like, feel good about myself. (laughs) But really, like, I don't know. I just needed to do something with my hands. Like, I just felt like I wasn't moving enough. But so 2017, it was, like, the end of 2017, and, um, we bought a CNC router, which if yeah, uh, please people tell know us what, what that is. Yeah, is. yeah. <laughs> but um, honestly, like I know you've all like you're always talking about like I don't know really like how to describe what I'm doing. Like tell, there's so many different parts. Well, tell uh, tell people talk. what it makes because once you know what it does, it does help you picture the machine. Yeah. Okay. So basically, it connects to a computer the computer well i guess let me back up i'll draw something on adobe Illustrator. like give us an example what do you draw what do you like what would you um, come up with let's say i'm doing the name emily in a script font to where like all the letters are connected okay okay so i'll do that on the computer and then i send it to this cnc router and the router and my husband, <laughs> Thanks, they figure it out, and they end up, like, the computer tells this, um, cutter, I don't even know what to call, yeah, like, a cutter, it looks kind of like a screw, but, like, you can get it in a bunch of different shapes, mm-hmm. you put, um, kind of like computer, a drill bit, yeah, kind of, okay. I guess, but, like, there's tons of different ones, depending on, like, what it is that you're cutting yeah but anyway this computer tells that drill bit what to cut so like it literally cuts out exactly what you type or draw or whatever it may be on the computer so it's not like free-handed whatsoever but uh, yeah right the free-handed cutting but on the computer end you could scribble scratch freehand whatever and then it would cut that out yeah, like because like you've done like handwriting projects. In my handwriting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You okay. can do handwriting. You can literally do anything. Like, um, I recently did a collaboration with um, a stationery company called Invito Bella. Okay. And we kind of like flip flopped our um, specialties, I guess. And so I did a sign for her, and she drew a house for me. And, like, my goal is to be able to cut this house out of, like, three or four different layers and, like, layer it onto a piece of wood to where it's kind of like a 3D. Wow. Not, like, 3D model, but, like, I guess 2D to where it, like, comes off the wood, but it's not, like, standing up. Yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. I feel like that's still 3D. Yeah. So, um... I mean, we do a lot of stuff, and we're kind of, we're close right now because we're moving, but we're kind of looking to expand into a different, I don't know what the word is. What do y'all want to do? (laughs) We're going to try to do, like, epoxy tables and, like, like live edge type stuff. We're just trying to, like, expand our market a little bit. That's cool, yeah. Like, a little less of, like, basic home decor mm. because like it's honestly really hard to compete with Hobby Lobby. That's <laughs> like I know true. that sounds like bad, but like Hobby Lobby's really taken off and like yeah. I love Hobby Lobby but it's just I definitely the, think though like one thing and a lot of people have this too but one thing y'all offer that Hobby Lobby can't is like the customization stuff. Like yeah. it is so cool a, that people can be like, I want this word, or like, I want this map, like, I want this yeah. whatever, but the handwriting stuff is really cool, too. Um, Sam recently made, I will post it in the show notes and stuff, but this was so cute. I shared it on my Instagram, too. The handwriting that said, I love you, mama, in like a little girl's handwriting, and y'all's machine cut it out. 
it was so cute. It was really cute. Yeah. That was actually my cousin's daughter. Um, and I, like, almost cried. I was like, wait. Wasn't it cute? Yes. And, like, to me, like, that to me. me or what, but, like, I think of it as, like, oh, my gosh, like, I should get my grandpa, right. like, a note that he wrote, and you can literally feel the words that he wrote. Yeah. Like, that just means so much to yeah. me. Like, I'm just so, like... Holy crap, well, I mean, like, people get like, can do that. and people get like people's handwriting tattooed on them all the time. So like having handwriting yeah. as an art piece is like so cool to me. Right, I agree, and like to actually, I don't know, it just feels so in the moment. Almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so sawmill was not in the plans when we met in college, right? <laughs> not at all. So what yeah. were your, like, yeah, how did that, like, evolve from your college life plans? Because, wait, where, you were working at the marketing place when you started it? Yeah. Okay. I went to school for communication. Weren't you, you were in, um... No, it was audiology. You were in ComD, yeah, you were in... I was. Yeah. Yeah. Because so you got me to take I... that damn ComD class, and it was hard. <laughs> I forgot about that. It was cool, but it was hard. So, yeah, I picked audiology because I was like, okay, I've had to deal with these people my whole life and they don't understand me. <laughs> you were going to change the like, system. I was going to, but then I was like, mm, not for me. It's, someone so else can change switched, it. <laughs> yeah, they got that. So, I switched to communication, which really wasn't even marketing. I don't really know how I ended up in that degree. And I did learn a lot about like how to market to people but it wasn't like quote-unquote marketing yeah you know what I mean yeah I mean I feel like with everything though like whatever you end up doing everybody ends up learning so much on the spot and like through work anyway so I agree and especially after like going through that first job I was like okay like there's no way that like people go to school and know what to do for this because like it was so like, I was building websites, and I was doing, like, SEO and, like, yeah. all that kind of stuff, and, like, Facebook marketing. Like, nobody goes to school for that. I think know? people do now. Well, now, but, like, not at OSU yeah. in yeah. 2011 to 2014. Yeah, yeah. I just mean, like, it's so weird what people are getting degrees in now. Okay, so then the last little section, because I'm a health coach, we got to talk about your health, girl. So I remember when we lived together, like, I viewed you as, like, super healthy. Like, you always cooked, and, like, I mean, we did unhealthy things as well, but, like, we've lived together. (laughs) Like, go to friends. Yes, we had some unhealthy (laughs) habits as well. But, like, Anthony works out. Like, you, I feel like you're up to date on, like, healthy stuff. Like, you knew about Whole30, and, like, I don't know, you're concerned with stuff like that in general. So, leaving Parker out of the equation, like, what is your stance or, like, enthusiasm on health, like, your own personal health? Like, I feel like you've always cared about it, but that's not really normal for everybody to care about it, I guess, so. Yeah, and I think it might just, like, have to do with, like, how you grew up, too. Mm -hmm. Like, I've always been, like, moderately overweight, like, pretty much my whole life, but I do feel like I have, like, I make good choices Yeah. more than 50% of the time. Yeah, oh, yeah. But I think it's just, I know you said to leave Parker out of the equation, but honestly, like, a lot has changed since I've had to feed her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's changed my perspective a lot, too, because, mm-hmm. like, I know that she's going to want to eat whatever I'm eating. And I think that it's always just kind of in the back of my mind. Like, okay, do I want to pick up out of the drive-thru? Or do I want to make something at home and give her X, Y, Z, you know? And, like, I don't know. I think I'm just a lot more conscious now. Yeah. Not that I wasn't before. Like, I mean, I love eating out. Like, that's just kind of like a social thing that like I've always really enjoyed doing and I think that's kind of been a downfall for me too Mm -hmm. but as far as like making better choices goes it's definitely been more of a forefront than it was before I had her right like before and even just before I was pregnant too like I was always trying to like just make better decisions because like 
it's not just me, you know, like, I don't want to screw up this other person just because I want french fries, Yeah, you know, yeah. and, like, not that I don't eat french fries, of course I do, but it's just, I don't know, I think having her just really, I mean, like, kind of yeah, I feel like that's like, upside down, yeah. Okay, so then, yeah, speaking of that, moving into my territory, I was going to say, have you ever struggled with body image? But we're going to skip the have you ever and just say, what do you do when you struggle Um, with, like, body image or, like, self-consciousness stuff? I don't know. I mean, I guess that just kind of goes back to me. And don't you dare say it's different for everybody. I'm not. I'm not. (laughs) But I think that goes back to me kind of saying that, um, like, I've been bigger my whole life than Mm -hmm. most of my friends. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think I've never really had that, like, I don't even know how to say this without, like, sounding pitiful, but I'm I'm really not trying to sound pitiful. No, but that's, like, also something I was literally working on today with stuff is just, like, some things are are facts and reality and just descriptors. Like, it's it's just a, a way you look. It's just something on your body. It doesn't have to. I think we have, like made things so negative but like I'm sure whatever you're about to say like it's not a pitiful thing it can just be like this is just me and like it doesn't why have we made it such a terrible thing to say certain things about ourselves but anyway keep going right but I okay so I remember like being in high school and like we would all my friends we had a pretty big like friend group and we would all like get ready to like go somewhere together yes that was the best yeah, okay, so, like, I look back on, like, my high school stuff, and I'm like, oh, shit, like, I <laughs> wish I looked like that, like, yeah. what the hell, yeah. but I think I was always the person who was just, oh, my God, like, you look so cute, like, I never really, like, worried about myself, because, like, I knew that, like, they were, like, cuter than me, like, I don't know, like, that sounds bad, but, like, it's just the, like, I don't look at it as, like, oh, I'm so depressed, like, yeah. they were so much cuter than me, but, like, to me, it was just, like, the truth, mm-hmm. you know, like, they were, like, oh, my God, like, you look great, like, holy shit, like, that dress looks so good on you type yeah. thing, and I think, like, that mindset has kind of carried with me throughout mm-hmm. my whole life, honestly, like, I know that I'm not in the best shape that I should be in, you know, sure, and it's yeah. just, it's like, like, I kind of projected on other people in a way of, like, oh my gosh, like, you're so cute, like, yeah, that dress is so cute, like, I don't really look at myself, like, I don't know, like, this just sounds, like, so pathetic. No, but, but I'm, don't like, mean it do you, me. and this may or may not even make it, and now I'm just curious, like, do you think you don't think about it because you're, like... I don't really care or you're like I don't want to think about it because it makes me feel bad to think about it or like I think I don't know because like, I've I don't never want people to think that they need to tell me that I look cute <laughs> I don't know like I don't know that's a really hard question it like, is I don't feel bad for myself right I don't it's just well and I've literally never ever once been around you and thought like man Sam feels like shit about herself today but, but I don't. Like, right. That's, the thing. Like, that's I what I mean. Like, like, I've never, I don't feel like I've ever experienced any, like, yeah. experiences of self-consciousness with you. And, like, of course I do feel that. Sure. Just, yeah. I, try, I guess I just try to, like, push it down. I don't know. Maybe that's just, like, the type of person I am. I don't really, I don't really know how to answer that question. Yeah. No, I think, I mean, it doesn't have to have, like, a real answer. It just... Yeah. Something I'm putting out there. Um, I know, and of course, like, I feel like it's something I've struggled with, of course, because, like, I don't know, I feel like in this point in my life, though, like, I just can't find an answer because I'm not focused on that, maybe. Yeah, yeah, But even that, like... But, like, if you would have asked me, like, ten years ago, I would have been like, oh, my God, like, I'm hiding behind mm -hmm. this baggy shirt or whatever, you know, like... I think I'm always, like, hyper aware of it, and I try to, like, dress myself in a way that, like, doesn't show... Well, I feel like everybody tries... Well, and I mean, everybody tries to dress themselves in a way that they think makes their body look good, so there's nothing unique about that. But I think even being in the mental space to say, like, I just don't think about that, even if you're not thinking about it for bad reasons, like you're suppressing something, but even being in the space where you're, like... 
it's just not at the forefront of my mind right now. Like, yeah. that's huge because for a lot of girls and women, like, it is at the forefront of their mind. And yeah. they're not struggling with being overweight, you know? Like, they're right. they're right. either underweight or they're normal weight, and they're still always thinking about it. So Right. And I think everybody just has those struggles, and it's just really depends on how you, like, deal with it. Mm-hmm. And especially, like, what you're going through in your life at that point. Yeah. Because right now, I mean, like you said, right now, there are things that are, like, way more important yeah. than worrying about my flabby stomach from yeah. my C-section. Yeah. Well, and I <laughs> think know? that's, and, like, like... of course it sucks. Yeah. And, like, I look in the mirror and I'm like, but, but it's, like... I think it's, it's so... as, like, heartbreaking as it was yeah. when I was a teenager, like, trying to, like, fit in and be like everybody else, yeah. you know? Well, I think it speaks, too, to, like the more things in your life you have to be like genuinely grateful and appreciative for the less time you have or less like concern you have for those things like your flabby c-section it's like of course i wish that this would would not be here this isn't like i love it but i've got a i've got a baby from this like i've got a husband we're moving our businesses are doing well like we are doing great things like i have good friends i'm healthy you know like I yeah, think, and I think a lot of that comes with age. Yeah, because, yeah. Like, in high school, like, oh, that's God. pretty much all you have to think about. It, but that's what I mean, yeah. is, like, in high school, you don't have other things in your life to, like, fluff around that. Like, right. you're literally, your world is yourself, you know? Like, literally. Yeah. And I mean, that's a great time, too, because, sure. like, there's so much, like, self-discovery and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it's so hard to just handle yeah dealing with that yeah. and I know you like with your girls group and stuff like y'all talk about that a lot but it's just I think in this phase of life people don't really ask that question yeah. to be honest yeah well you know? I think and it's funny because like that was our whole life once upon a time mm-hmm. and now I'm like I don't even know how to answer this I think, you know, part of that is, A, we don't talk about it, so we're not good at talking about it. Like, we don't practice it. And, B, like, now we're so old and on the other side that we're like, I've got more important things to worry about. Which sometimes is true, but it's like, hey, it's also important to think about yourself. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I know. I agree. And it's just, it's really hard to find that balance right Mm -hmm. now. A perfect thing to say, Sam. It's like you've read these questions before. So what do you do, like on a daily basis now, even, like, the smallest of things, like, to prioritize your own health, even in, like, like physical and mental, but, like, what do you do every day when it is super hard between the move and a baby and a husband and, like, your own life and your own business and your family and your cousins? Like, how do you still make sure that you're contributing to your health on a daily basis? Um, 100% honest, have a glass of wine every night. I think that totally counts, <laughs> yes. Um, other than that, honestly, like, I've always been one of those people that, like, enjoys my own quiet time, like, alone. Okay. And that's really hard to come by these days because, like you said, husband, baby, yeah. family, cousin, like, all yeah. the above, like, work to do, like, all that kind of stuff. But I think I've always been a night owl, too. So even if I stay up too late, like, that's my time of, like, solitude, I guess. Yeah. All right, final question, and it is open to whatever interpretation you want to give to it. Um, What do you think the link between health and happiness is? I definitely think they are connected to each other. Okay. Because... I mean, when your body feels good, like, you feel good, ultimately. Right. And I think, you know, back to the postpartum anxiety and stuff, I think a lot of it had to do with I was putting so much of my effort into, A, learning how to be a mom, B, keeping a baby alive, you know, like, the list goes on. Like, I wasn't really thinking about like what my body needed or my mind needed like it was all Mm -hmm. focused on something else and I just think like you can't live like that long term you know like that's just not feasible so if you if you want to 
be healthy, like, you have to focus on yourself. Like, you have to have that me time, whether it's five minutes a day or an hour or a couple hours. Like, you just, like, some people have a hobby. Some people just need to read a book. You know, it's different for everybody, but that me time is really important. And especially just, like, focusing on what you're putting in your body and, I mean, that kind of goes back to me not being ready to take medicine, too, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, I think it's all just kind of, like, interconnected and just kind of makes up that bigger picture, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. I mean, if you're not happy, like, you're not going to be focused on making your body happy. Right, right. You know? Well, it's and if you like, don't have a healthy, functioning body, you can't do the things that make you happy. Exactly, so, yeah. Exactly. Like, it's all disconnected i hear you okay fam um three attempts and an hour and a half later i think we got it (laughs) okay y'all how great was that right so i'm gonna link all of sam's information in the show notes i know that she would love to hear from you and so would i about which parts hit home with you and I definitely, definitely encourage you to go check out her shop, The Sawmill Studio, which I'm also going to link here because, number one, she makes amazing stuff with just such passion and an eye for design and custom work is just the coolest, right? But also, two, um, mompreneur, female business owner, shop local, support small biz, all that fun stuff. Check out her shop, and they are closed right now for their move, but give them a follow to keep up with them as they reopen and dive into some of those new projects that she was talking about. I know I am super excited to see that stuff. Alrighty, as always, thank you for listening. I know it's redundant and cliche, but I'm so serious. I'm so grateful that there are people listening and supporting, and I love hearing from you. So whether that's a review, a like, a subscription, a share, a DM, an email, whatever, show some love, have a great holiday, a great day, wherever you are and whenever you're listening to this, and I will catch you in the next episode.